Good morning all, this is Ryan Tuberty with you this Friday morning. It's the 15th of July 2022. It is four minutes past nine. It's a glorious morning in Dublin and... It looks like we're all going to be frying like fools this weekend. Why wouldn't we be? Okay, the text 51551. That's open for business. And email ryan at rte.ie. Also open for business. Forecasters warn off highs of 27 degrees <laughs> on Sunday. As the heat will be on for Croke Park Hurley's. Of course, I never thought of sports people everywhere this weekend. Well, at whatever level. Kids, adults, everything else in between. Heading out and, and trying to kick a ball or hit a ball or swim or whatever the hell it well, was. But either way, anything that involves exer- exertion of any depth, it's going to be sweating and hot and it's going to be tough out there. It's very tough out there in, in, to be Irish in the heat. As, as a, coming from a pasty, red-faced Irishman, I can tell you, it's not, not an easy thing to take all that sun. But we'll take it. And we will, we will handle it really badly. And we won't put on enough sun cream. And we're going to do that together. And we're all going to look at state on Monday. That's, that's what's going to happen. Do you want to see what sort of things happen on the programme in terms of emails that come up? They, they hear the selection of things that came in uh, to us in the last little while. Here's one from Anthony. Anthony says, the perennial problem of getting some boys to read. Oh, this is a good one. Trying to get lads to read is often a problem. Uh, it's been one I've, I've wrestled with for a few years when back in 1991, he's a teacher, obviously, I, I tried something I thought might work. I'd noticed that all the children loved being read to. So I tracked down a taped audio book version of The Old Man and the Sea by Ernest Hemingway. Eureka! The class in its entirety was drawn in like a moth to the flame. And I haven't looked back since. And this year, we covered five classic novels using the book and the audiobook. I like this. The class begged and pleaded to reread Animal Farm by Orwell again, but we didn't have time. With boys, you have to bring the mountain to Muhammad sometimes, but it works. One parent said her son had the same problem with reading. And when we finished the audiobook, a novel of The Pearl by John Steinbeck, he went home and demanded that the mother go and buy him the book. It was the first book he had ever asked for or read. And the mum told me the story and it was a dusty day. Anyhow... And um, that's what it is. Brilliant book suggestions on Monday. A roller coaster of ideas and laughs too. You don't need to read hundreds of books. All you need to do is to enjoy them. And then it catches on from there. Well said. Well said from Anthony. I like that. Audiobooks are great. I used to listen to them quite a lot uh, if I was driving. Um, and driving on my own, obviously, in particular. Um, and then I... Because they were on CDs. They were great uh, for a while. And now, of course, you can download them. And uh, But I find sometimes audiobooks... I get very distracted too quickly because my brain's moving at a different pace. So I find I was li- listening to either the radio, obviously, or podcasts a lot more than audio books. But I know for some people it's much better and easier to read audiobooks. But the right book coming from the right voice uh, in terms of who's narrating it, 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 it can be wonderful. And, and, and everyone says the same thing. Stephen Fry, Stephen Fry, Stephen Fry, of course. But there are others and wonderful voices uh, that you could listen to all day. Uh, Jerry Black from Castle Blaney in Monaghan here's another email writing to you as I feel I have to comment on the superb treatment I've received after spending over two weeks in Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda recently Uh, during my stay on Newgrange Ward 3 I met the most wonderful kind and professional staff working there the doctors who looked after me were very caring compassionate special mention to Dr Jason who even called in to check on me on his day off it's a good news medical story 
They are such an extremely dedicated team. Nurses from Ireland, India, Thailand and the Philippines. Special thanks to Michelle, Ilona and Susan for their caring and patient nature. And I'd especially like to thank Hazel, who we listened to her singing uh, while uh, every morning as she wheeled her food trolley through the corridor. And I would love it if you could give her and all the ladies from the kitchen a lovely compliment. Such priceless people from the staff in the scanning department to the porters who kept me in chats as they moved me around. They've all renewed my faith in people. So please pass on my experience in hospital in a world where people are so quick to pass on negative stories. I was compelled to share the positive one with you and your listeners. My family and I are so grateful for the top class care I received. Good Good news story. You know, sometimes people go and they have a perfectly good experience and life is fine, but you don't really hear too much about that because good news doesn't make great copy, unfortunately. Uh, but today, as I say, I'm giving you a little flavour of some of the emails that come in on a random Friday morning. Uh, Vincent Larkin was on, in my 66 years on this earth, he says, I have never had the inclination to make contact with a radio station. You, a radio station, me, contact you. Anyway, however, now is the time as it gives me the opportunity to say thanks to you for introducing me to Anthony Horowitz. Ah, oh, funny you should say, I was reading him this morning before I came in. Um, and you introduced through your radio programme. I've always been an avid reader. However, I was never a fan of whodunit type stories, as they just didn't hold my attention. Last summer, though, I heard your interview with Anthony, and it was, to me, like listening to two mates shooting the breeze. Very relaxed, no hard sell from either of you. The only book of Anthony's available at my, at my library was The Sentence is Death. To test the water, I borrowed it. I was immediately hooked. I decided to make life easy for my wife and three daughters. For Christmas and birthdays, I downloaded a list of all Anthony Horowitz's books, ticked off the ones that I particularly wanted and asked to get as many as they could within reason. Happy to say that as of now, I'm still enjoying last year's birthday and Christmas. So thanks again for the introduction uh, to the world of Atticus Pond, who I love, and Daniel Hawthorne, uh, Alan Conway et al. Uh, Vincent, uh, this makes me so happy because... Um, like I say, I'm reading Anthony's new one, which is due out in, in August. I got a preview copy and it's in the Hawthorne series. And it's just it, it's so easy and so funny and so and mildly amusing. And uh, but in a really that's not uh, mealy mouth compliment. He, it, they're just lovely, just clear, concise and clever uh, books. Love them. So I'm delighted you got a kick out of that. Here's another one. Buenos dias. Here you go. I'm writing this email from Spain. You'd never guess. But wanted to let you know about a wonderful exhibition in Dublin about... Peg Sayers. Right. Being my namesake, being my namesake, says Peg O'Connor, often when people of an older vintage ask me my name, it's greeted with a sigh, a shudder, or even an exhale. Oh, Peg, yeah. It's true Peg has haunt, haunted many a student through her abject tales of trauma. However, a little known fact, which at any chance I expunge, is that she was a hoot. One of the first female Shanachies, she was witty and had a ferocious sense of humour, and apparently quite the babe. I'd be, I'd be elated if you read this out. What? And encourage listeners to go and see her modest yet fascinating and absolutely deserved exhibition in the Museum of Literature in Ireland, which is called Molly or Molly, uh, which I've been to. And it is. It's, it's a terrific museum. And it's all there. Um, so we spoke, didn't we speak with Sinead, Sinead Neulicone about um, her, she did a documentary on TG Collier, wonderful, on Peg, and referred to her as the Beyonce of her time. So I'll tell you what, Peg is getting a new lease of life out there, so I will, I'll try and get into that museum, uh, that, that exhibition. In fact, maybe even next week. That sounds like a good plan, and thank you for the suggestion. 5155, so you're, all your wonderful emails, we love them, so thanks for sending them in. They're always welcome to Ryan at RTE. 
Dot.ie, 12 minutes past nine. Man survives 18 hours. Okay, so what did he do? 18 hours at sea. How? He was in Greece. His name's Ivan. That's all they call him. He's 30 years old. The waves got out of control. Powerful currents. And, and he sees something in the distance, gets to it, hangs on to it for 18 hours and gets rescued. What did he hang on to? A football. Just a random football that had drifted to sea. He saw it, grabbed it. 18 hours later, he saved. Amazing. Amazing. Last heard, roaring at the ball. Well done! Uh, but that's okay. He's okay now. He might have gone a bit too lally. Probably saw too many movies and thought he was Robinson Crusoe or Tom Hanks, but he's all right now. You know the game uh, when you go to... Because I, I was terrible at things like Funderland. I, I didn't like to go on anything that freaked me out. But I, I did go to the... You try and throw the hoop over the, the, the box of sweets and stuff. That was never big enough. Then there was the claw in the amusement arcade where you tried to pick up, you know, a sort of bad copyright Mickey Mouse or uncopyrighted SpongeBob, whatever it might be, the claw. And you press the button and the claw juts out and the claw then press the button and the claw comes down and the claw tries to pick up my bag here. No, try again. No, just when you thought you have it. Gone. So that's what happened. That's the claw. It's, 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 it's a shambles. No one wins things on the claw, really. Except this guy. And he's an avid gamer. And he reckons he's got a foolproof trick to winning the prize. Just in case you happen to be at the hurdy-gurdies this weekend, wherever you might be, and you want to go to the amusements, and you want to win an uncopyrighted, shady-looking toy, this is how you do it. Okay. It's a simple yet effective hack for getting prizes from the notoriously difficult machines. And here it is. You hit the button a second time. What? Okay. He says, you've been lied to your entire life. The secret to the claw machine is this. To center the claw, you, you, you center the claw over the prize. Got that bit. Hit the button to lower the crane. It goes down. Just as the claw tries to grasp the prize, yeah, press the same button again. Go. And it grabs the toy securely. Up, gone, and you're out. Try it. Report back, please, Monday morning. That's your homework. Uh, Wordle, I'll keep it brief because if you're not into Wordle, you're not into Wordle. I'm, I am, and now they have a Wordle board game. It's like a party game you can play with others. I'm, I'm good for this. I'll take this. This is Christmas present number one. Happy Christmas. It's July 15th, but I'm going to go for this. I like it. Uh, New York Times and Hasbro, they've designed a board game version of it. It's like the app, but now in a way that we can all enjoy with the family or friends, if you have any of either. And it'll feature the traditional format. Um, the way it works is that a player designated as the Wordle host um, writes down a secret word, which each Wordler will try and guess within the requisite number of attempts. And just like the original game, the fewer tries a player needs, the fewer points they score. The player with the fewest points at the end of the game wins. And if that wasn't engaging enough, players can also switch up the gameplay with four different ways to wordle. Classic play, fast, timed, or teams. Well, I'm in for that. I'm good for that. Thank you very much indeed. Now, I heard a very good interview with uh, Claire Byrne yesterday. Uh, she was talking to the woman who produced the scoop, as they call it, uh, the, the Prince Andrew, where he just made the hames of an interview. I don't sweat. Yeah, good man. And Scoop is the name of the book that this lady had written all of the behind the scenes of the BBC's most shocking interviews. Sam McAllister, that's her name. Uh, anyway, the point of the story is that they're going to make a movie of it. And who's going to play Prince Andrew? I think it's brilliant casting. Hugh Grant. 
course. That makes sense. Same kind of age. I think build. Um, when you spoke on build, I met a man at the petrol station this morning. I said hello. He said, he said I said, yes. He said, you're, you're not as slight as I thought you'd be. I said, oh, oh that's okay. I said, well, you know, I said, some people meet me in what I call real life and say, you're much smaller, you're, you're much taller. Or you're, you're, people have absolute uh, preconceptions on the physicality of what, but that's what TV or pictures do. Not as slight. Well, I, that's the first time anyone said I'm bigger than, than they, that they were expect bigger. That must be age. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hazard that it's an age thing. No harm. Filling out at last. Took me fifty years. Joan Lingard died. Remember Joan Lingard? Did you ever read those books? Kevin and Sadie series. Uh, yeah, books for young adults set in the 1970s, Northern Ireland. Read them all. Yeah, do you remember those? You, you could, you could get the spines of them all, four or five of them together. Uh, she died at what age was she? She was ninety. Uh, the 12th of July. She died on the 12th of July. Imagine that. She was. Uh, that was her big book. The 12th of July. Uh, published in the 70s and um, Across the Barricades, remember that? Um, but she was born in Edinburgh, which I didn't know, 1932, but moved to Belfast, age two, and then back to Scotland uh, at the age of 18. Wrote almost 60 novels, which I did not know, but died peacefully, thankfully, on Tuesday, the 12th of July. Remember, it was such an appropriate date for her to pass away. Um, uh, Michael Flatley's film, which seems we seem to be talking about this film for many years, but it looks like it's going to be getting its official launch in Irish cinemas on September the 2nd. So I tell you what, I haven't seen it, but the artwork is pretty impressive for the poster. And it's called Blackbird and it's a spy thriller. And it's Blackbird is a directorial debut film feature, feature film of The Lord of the Dance Star, according to RTE.ie, in which he also plays Victor Blackley, an ex MI6 operative who has pulled back into the world he left when an agent connected to his past turns up to his place of business in the Barbados and it stars Eric Roberts and Patrick Bergen and Nicole Evans from Captain America and Ian Beatty from Game of Thrones and here's a little flavour from the trailer Bless me father for I have sinned and I'm about to sin again <laughs> Okay let's go for that so good luck for that. With that special charity premiere screenings announced closer to the release date. It looks like Sinead O'Connor has recorded the most beautiful track for the outro, says Michael. And it's truly she's truly one of Ireland's treasures, which I agree with. Thanks to all the cast and crew for their commitment to the project and to all our partners bringing the film to cinema audiences. He says, this was a new endeavour for me professionally and something I've always wanted to do. My mother, when she was alive, always encouraged me to pursue this dream. So there you go. Well, we wish him well with, with that project and I hope you had a lot of fun getting there. Uh, the original audiobook for me, says the text, was The Book on One, yeah, uh, on Ortiz Late Date. It got me back to reading in my mid in my 50s, especially new Irish literature. Well, that's that's what the, why The Book on One is so good. It can guide you in directions that you were, mightn't have expected you'd find yourself going to. So uh, that's all good. Uh, Crisp Fest, of course it's happening. Crisp Fest is running from July 22nd to July 24th in Eat Yard and the Bernard Shaw. I've never been to the Bernard Shaw. I hear, I think I'm probably not trendy enough, probably don't, not bearded enough, may not have enough tattoos to be there, but I'd like to go. Anthropologically, I'd like to go and, and have a look and see. Drumcondra Venue is hosting the event, paying tribute to our beloveds. I do love a bag of crisps. I'm not going to lie, as we say now in the programme, I'm not going to lie. At the end of the day, it is what it is. 
Uh, and I do like a bag of crisps. So it's a free and all weekend. Tickets 10 euro, but you're guaranteed two absolute cocktails and a packet of crisps. I mean, that is a very interesting night out, I'm sure. The, the event description reads, We really love crisps here in Ireland. Well done. Uh, be it wafer-thin slices of deep-fried spuds or corn-shaped snacks with filthy, delicious flavours. Well said. The darlings of our nostalgic taste buds, we eat them as snacks and sandwiches, as a stopgap dinner in the pub and party food. Crisps have always been there for us, so we decided it was about time we celebrated them once again. And so there'll be a blind crisp-tasting contest, a crisp-building sandwich competition, a salty with a salty judging panel, also a crisp tuck shop, Johnny Onion Wing Challenge, <laughs> uh, crisps and pint steels, and crisp hampers available. I'm, uh, this is all good. Crisps on the menu include chickatees, which as a teenager, as a kid, I thought, yeah, of course, chicken flavour crisps is the answer to all my problems. Now it sounds disgusting. Chipsticks, great, but leave awful residue on your fingers. Uh, troublesome to the point. And, and, uh, waffles, still good, uh, but aftertaste, not good. Snacks with an X, delicious, but slightly antisocial. Mighty Munch, again, looked like Something from a nuclear facility, but delicious. Uh, Johnny Onion Rings, again, antisocial, but occasionally deli- delicious. Uh, wheelies, what the hell are they? Give me more. And uh, meanies are in there, also disgusting. I'll have another pack. Rancheros, they'll haunt you for weeks. Uh, skips, no thanks, fish. Uh, hula hoops, great, but apart from the green ones. Just about go brown. Love the uh, blue and the classic red is good too. Uh, hot lips. I've never had those ones. Um, burger bite. Absolutely not. Banshee bones all day long, as they say. And bacon fries. Yes, please. Okay, that's good. Pretty much seven out of ten there. How are they making a musical out of Making a Murderer? Whose idea was that? That's. I mean, Making a Murderer, which I did watch the first season of. Even though I said the first season, it was this man's, it was these people's lives and deaths. Anyway, it's Edinburgh Fringe, so maybe that's what it is. And they're going to that's, they're going, they're going to get music out of anything, I think, uh, these days. Text 51551. I thought I'd better go and see Elvis this week, says Brian, before the long-awaited heat wave kicks in. What can I say? Elvis was so much part of my growing up in the 1960s. I remember parties in our house in Dublin where only Elvis records were allowed, were played all night. He was indeed the king. So I went to see all his movies. Not that they did him any justice. Maybe his first Love Me Tender, which showed he was also a great actor. Anyway, back to the present. This movie depicting his life is just breathtaking. Austin Butler as Elvis is phenomenal. He brings him to life, not just in performing some of his brilliant classic hits and sexy movements, but as a really good human being. I just love the way this movie showed the respect and love Elvis had for black culture, music and song, and how it influenced him in his career. Tom Hanks as the evil Colonel Parker played way over the top, but as usual, brilliant. The end was crazy, heartbreaking and so sad. The tears flowed, but some lovely memories. Well worth another few bob to get in. And that's from Brian. Funny, I posted um, the, 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 the Elvis poster again last night on, on Instagram. And a lot of comments came back saying, I went to see it again. They liked it so much the first time they went to see it again. It's, it's getting on all ages. Um, even the reviews from my girls, they just loved it. And, and I was just uh, surprised to hear that. I didn't think that it would have travelled that far, but no, it's it's all good, I think. Hugh Grant tweeted yesterday, he's not taking on that role. Oh, thank you. He tweeted, no, I'm not. Never heard of it. Isn't that amazing? I'm so glad you, you told me that because um, it, it's, it just gets into the news cycle and then it's said and then he comes out and says, I'm not doing it and then it's too late. So we just caught that a little after the event, but uh, I think in due course, in good time. Thanks very much indeed. It's 9.23, it's Friday morning, and we're going to go here. (laughs) 
Brilliant. Now, uh, Tubbs, yes, Aidan, I went to see uh, Tosca by Puccini, the opera in the Borgosh Theatre last night. Can I just say, Sinead Campbell-Wallace singing was amazing. She is a star on the rise. Dimitri Pitas's performance was also outstanding. A great show by Opera Ireland. We are an amazing island of culture and talent to put on. Such a good show. I discovered opera in lockdown and have seen amazing shows. I know we love to moan as a nation, but to stop, splash out and go to an opera and escape and applaud the talent in this great country of ours. Well, that's great. You're applauding the medical world and the, 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 the arts world this morning. It's nice. Nice positive vibes. I was in Dublin last weekend said, Noel, quick trip from Dallas. Oh, good Lord. On Saturday, we went to O'Donoghue's, <laughs> I know it, a little bit, uh, for a couple and then another couple of drinks. I misplaced my glasses. So I went back on Monday to inquire if they were there. And the lad behind the bar showed me four pairs, none of them mine. And then I saw my glasses up on the shelf amongst the whiskey bottles. And I said, there they are. And the barman said, how did you see them? You don't need glasses. But anyway, thanks to O'Donoghue's and thanks to Dublin for a great weekend. Good man, Noel. <laughs> There's something distinctly Irish about that story. I like that. I was interested in your encounter with the Spanish students. Yeah, I was saying um, that I was kind of navigating my way past the students and initially I was going, there's so many of them. And then I thought, isn't it great there's so many of them? They're here at the back. They're bringing life and joy and, of course, economic benefits and everything like that. Tom in West Farnham says, anyway, recently I was on the bus, came across a group of them. Hola, I said, and in my limited Spanish, I followed it with Benavida a Dublino. And they responded with smiles and I continued the conversation recommending a visit to the National Gallery and Museum and it's important that they return home with a positive attitude of our country and they may be tourists of the future. Well said, Tom. I like that. You just took it upon yourself to be an unofficial ambassador, a board foil, a representative on the bus and being kind and nice to the young students. Great stuff. Sluggish morning here, Ryan, says Kathleen. Hard to get motivated, but I have now moved from my head to my toes, thanks to that Thin Lizzy track. Sometimes the right tune at the right time can bring you to the right place. You visited us in the donut bar at the holiday shop in Tremor a while back. I did. I do like a good donut. Um, and, uh, and you have particularly good donuts in that shop, by the way. Anyway, we have the photos of you obliged, uh, photos you obliged our staff with to prove it. Okay. <laughs> but you didn't notice our claw machines. No, I was so distracted by the donuts. All 20 of them. They all give you a prize every time. So there's no chance you lose. We promise. And there's no copy toys. All our toys are genuine. <laughs> we promise that too. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't talking about your machines. I've just, and sometimes I go to a machine and the creature... The little teddy you're, you're, you're clawing tends to look like it. That if Walt Disney passed by, he'd, he'd, he'd have 55,000 lawyers on top of the claw machine. You know that kind of thing? All right, we've got to break the take back shortly. The Ryan Tuberty Show on RTE Radio 1. 
here. We have to do this. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Back to the text, went to Naples in October, best city break ever. A lot of snobby disrespect shown to this great, fun, exciting city. You should go, says John in Kilkenny. And I'm just back, says uh, Kira and Nace, from touring Pisa and surrounding areas with my family, 8 and 15. That is to say kids as opposed to numbers of family. Transport was amazing. Uh, food, great, uh, safe, friendly and cheap. I love Italy, says Kira in Nice. Thank you for those. We have a break to take before we say goodbye. Oh, another fine mess. That's what I was having a coffee with a pal of mine in Enniskerry, beautiful uh, village of Enniskerry, and he was pointing out the various, this is that place and that place. And then there was an, what was the old school there in the middle of the village? There were kids outside under kind of gazebo type uh, setup and a teacher teaching them how to cook. The smell was lovely. They were making bomb, I think they said Bombay potatoes. Is that what they said? Because I went in and we had to wander around. There was an art school behind, kids making food. And it was lovely. And this, I just remember the name of it. It was called Another Fine Mess. I thought it was a great name for a cookery school. And I said, can, you, can, can, can people like me do lessons, but I don't want to do cookery lessons for adults? Because <laughs> I probably wouldn't eat what, you know, I want to do what they're doing. Uh, was playing along with that Amore on my ukulele. Really? Marion and Cove. I was in the kitchen until it went up a key. Then I was in trouble. Great song. Wonderful expose of the beautiful Naples by Barbie. I agree. Really enjoyed that. We have a full range of crisps, nuts and bacon fries. We call them Irish tapas, says Gary in Mulligans. Great Irish tapas. What a great... Gary, I like your style. Your Mulligans, which is also... I haven't been there for many, many years. Great boozer, as they say, in Poolbeg Street. A historic one, too. Saw Elvis in The Delicious Comfort of the Stella in Rathmines. I tell you, if you're going to go and see a film like Elvis, the Stella, built for it. Uh, went to, it was breathtaking and the time just flew and I loved it says Liz and I'm not surprised because it's a long movie but it's a sign of such a good movie that it flew along um, so that's uh, I love oh sorry one more from Nolene I love a gritty city what, a, what city in the world doesn't have a bit of an underbelly well said that's what cities are all about the beautiful stuff sitting cheek by jowl with the not so beautiful but still fascinating like life itself have a great weekend same to you Nolene and that's where we're going to leave it for uh, today and for this week, if you're heading to Rex Orange County in the Ivy Gardens later on, enjoy yourselves, won't you? That's another lovely gig. And I believe villagers were just brilliant last night there as well. So that's all good. Um, yep, stay tuned to Philip Boucher Hayes, who will be on with you very, very shortly. We'll see you Monday morning between 9 and 10. Until then, thanks for listening. The Ryan Tuberty Show. Listen back on the RTE Radio Player. <laughs>